Job is one character in the Bible that none of us really wants to be able to relate to. Often when approaching the book of Job, I pray that what happened to him will never happen to me. The truth is this, God had a blessing for Job so extraordinary and so miraculous that all of heaven stopped and applauded. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm thrilled that you've joined me today on Defiant Joy Radio. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer. Please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now, let's join Carol for today's inspiring message. Can I confess something to you today? I don't like the book of Job. I'm not exactly afraid of it, but I don't like it very much either. I don't really want to know why this man by the name of Job was targeted. I don't really want to figure out why bad things happen to good people. I just want to focus on the fact that God is good and that he is all I need to get through the bad of life. But I need to take a step back from me and from my emotions and from my desires and understand that There really was a Job, and he actually did suffer, even though he was an extraordinarily good man. And so in our study of how the difficult experiences in life refine us, we must study Job in order to get a complete look at the Bible's opinion on the refining experiences of life. Now, I am not an expert on the book of Job, but I will teach you what I know and what I have studied. What we're going to do over the course of the next two or three days is this. I have extracted some of the significant verses from the book of of Job. And we're going to learn from these verses and use them as warnings and as guideposts as we navigate the difficult waters of the refining process. Are you ready? Let's go. Job 1 verses 1 through 3. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless, upright, fearing God, and turning away from evil. Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. His possessions also were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and very many servants. And that man was the greatest of all the men of the East. Wow! Have you picked your jaw up off the floor yet? Job was an incredible man. He did everything well. Job was blameless. Now, I use the New American Standard translation of the Bible, and this particular translation uses the word blameless to describe Job in Job 1 verse 1. And did you know that in this translation of the Bible, the New American Standard Translation, this word blameless is used to describe 
five people in total. It's used to describe Noah. Noah was blameless. It's used to describe Job. We just read that. Job was blameless. This word blameless was used to describe God. Yes, I understand that. It's used to describe Jesus, and it's used to describe you. Can you believe it? The Holy Spirit's opinion of you is that you are blameless. Now, this word blameless is used in other situations in the Bible. People are encouraged to be blameless. Some people are blameless in a particular situation. However, when used as an all-inclusive adjective to describe a person's life, Noah gets it, Job gets it, God gets it, Jesus gets it, and you get it. Let me read to you from Ephesians 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. You can put your name in that verse. You are holy and blameless before God. So what do you and Job have in common? The Bible calls both of you blameless. Do you know what that tells me? That according to the Bible, blameless people are not immune to the attack of the enemy. Sin is not a prerequisite to suffering. When you look at someone who's going through a difficult time in life, do not automatically think that they deserve it. Do not instinctively believe that they have done something to cause it. Even blameless people like Jesus and Job encounter the enemy and his tactics. What makes you think that you will avoid it. Job 1, 4, and 5. Job's sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when the days of feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, rising up early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, Perhaps my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continue. So Job just loved hanging out with his kids and their families, and, and they would often get together to celebrate events or feasts. Now, the book of Job was probably written during the days of the patriarchs, you know, the days of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And it was during this time in history that the father was seen as the family's religious leader. So Job acted as the priest of his family and offered sacrifices in order to ask for forgiveness on their behalf. We all know that the book of Job was B.C. It was before Christ and before Calvary. The only way to God was through a blood sacrifice. And Job wanted to make sure that his kids were going to heaven. And so he sacrificed on their behalf. 
Job 1, 6 and 7. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. So Satan had been roaming around on planet Earth. It's interesting to me that Satan in Job 1 verses 6 and 7 is described as roaming. In this Old Testament picture of him, some translations say, I have been inspecting your land. Isn't that an interesting picture of what Satan does to the children of God. Do you remember what we studied in 1 Peter 5, 8? Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now, in the Greek, this word roam means to make a due use of opportunity. But the similarity here is in the Old Testament and the New Testament, Satan is roaming. He is an entity without a home, and all he does is roam from person's life to person's life. Now, in the Old Testament, Satan had a greater presence and a greater power. But in the New Testament, because of Calvary, his works have been destroyed. Do not fear a Job-like attack on your life. Isn't that great news? Now, he's still roaming, but he no longer has power. You have the power. All power and authority have been given to you. Do you not believe that? Well, let me read to you from 1 John Chapter 3, verse 8. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. And when he was on the cross and declared, it is finished, he cried out those three words, it is finished, because he had accomplished what he had come to do. He had destroyed the works of the devil for all of eternity. Satan no longer has the power that he had in the book of Job. Calvary changed everything everything for you and for me. Calvary ripped the power out of Satan's bag of tricks and has only left him with deceit. Now he's still hanging around like a juvenile delinquent loitering around the back alleys of your life. However, you are the light of the world and you get to shine the light of Jesus Christ into Satan's darkness. You get to shine the light of the world onto the back alleys that Satan is loitering in. You have the word of God to fight against Satan. Job chapter 1 verses 8 through 12. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Then Satan answered the Lord, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But put forth your hand now and touch all that he has. He will surely curse you to your face. 
Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not put forth your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Satan was roaming about and looking for someone to devour. Now, God knew Job's character. God was intimately acquainted with Job and with all of his ways. And God knew that no matter what Satan did to Job, that Job would still be found blameless. Satan said, no, God, Job only trusts you because you protect him. And God said, I don't believe that to be true. We're going to discover over the next few days that Job lost everything. He lost his oxen and donkeys and sheep and camels and servants. But the toughest blow of all was when a tornadic wind blew in and all 10 of his children were killed. What would Job do then? What would you do? We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, back to Carol for a closing word and prayer. It's my pleasure to study God's Word with you and remind you to never, never, never give up. Don't give up on God or on yourself or on your future. Never give up. If you're struggling and need prayer, please call us today. The phone number is easy to remember, 855-JOY-LIFE. Or you can email me directly, carol at justjoyministries.com. If you've been blessed by the messages and the ministry, please let us know with your sponsorship. Call us toll-free, 855-569-5433 or go online to justjoyministries.com.